0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. And thank you for joining us on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast, where every week, Jeff Glover and his coaches will dive into deep questions that you are asking. They understand the challenges you are facing on a day-to-day basis and still work every day on the front lines of real estate, with Jeff and his team closing over 1,000 homes per year. In today's episode, we're picking up where we left off last week, talking about the key skills and agent needs to thrive in today's real estate landscape. Now, let's hear from Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to the stage, Jeff Glover. All right.
1: Welcome, welcome. All right, let's get those workbooks back open. As I mentioned, today is going to be the longest day as in terms of content, and we've got a couple more skills to get to, and then after that, um, we 've got an awesome one on one interview, which many of you are actually familiar with the gentleman because he owns a company that works with a lot of real estate agents and I want to make sure you understand that our interview is not going to be any type of sales pitch for his organization or anything like that. In fact, the reason why I, and I was a little apprehensive about putting him up here because I thought well everyone 's going to think that we 're just trying to you know endorse him and maybe help him with his business and the reality is is that He's helped us so much with ours, and he helps so many other agents around the country with a lot of what we're talking about that I just wanna pick his brain, right? I mean, he has experience in working with agents from all over North America, and I wanna find out exactly everything that he knows, everything that's working in, in all markets. And so, after I go through skill number four, skill number five, we'll be, we'll be taking, um, taking advantage of that conversation, and then, of course, we'll have our last mid-afternoon, or our mid-afternoon break, and then from there, we'll have our final top agent panel which is absolutely one that you are not going to want to miss i mean of course you might say jeff you say that about all of them of course they're all going to be great the reality is is that this particular panel we were very strategic in who we selected for this and what they're succeeding at and you'll see what i mean when we interview them and then of course our last round of breakout sessions of the summit which are happening today and then many of you will be sticking around Tomorrow, for our masterminds, which is the first time we've, I I take that back. We've actually done masterminds probably when we first launched four or five years ago. And to be totally honest, it's really hard to do masterminds when three people are in the room. (laughs) So we decided to put those on pause until now. Now that we have a good attendance number, it makes sense to bring those back and reintroduce them. And if you give us the feedback that you got a ton of value from them, we will continue to. Um, bring those back to each one of our events, and I know a lot of you have already signed up for the retreat in Traverse City, and and of course we'd love to have them there, and that's happening tomorrow, which of course you guys have seen that in your workbook. Alright, so I'm going to move this out of the way, because chances are I'm going to end up knocking it over, but if we have a couple winners, I promised that we would announce a few when we came back from lunch. You guys have been super active on social media, and man, these are some great, I mean, we're talking a lot about Uh, writing copy and 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 so forth you guys are like great photographers I mean I'm gonna have to add that to my notes because these are some great images which you're about to see on the screen so you have to be present to win let's hear it for Shane and Catherine and Amanda great post let's hear oh come on let's hear it for them I've learned that if you're happy for others, then you have more happiness later. It'll always come back to you full circle. So they appreciate the love. Shane and Catherine, make sure you go see uh, the gals in the swag, I guess, ballroom now, and they will have your fifty-dollar gift cards for those really cool posts. We'll have a couple more before the next break, or we'll have at least one at, at that break, and then we'll have some more before we're done for the day. So, congratulations to those two. Okay, turn to a clean sheet of paper, if you would please. We are jumping in, or I'm sorry, we're finishing um, skill number three. I, I mentioned there was three points left, so we're going to finish with skill number three. And then I'm gonna jump into four and five before we have our one-on-one interview. And I I tell you, I know it sounds like, of course you could argue that I'm biased, um, but I'm excited for this one-on-one interview because this is a gentleman that has more experience than probably anyone I've ever met as it relates to digital marketing, social media, advertising. It's gonna be a great conversation with someone that knows the industry well. So let's go back to where we left off. We're on point number 11, you might remember. Point number 11. And my comment was, become a master at short form and long form video. Short form and long form. In fact, there's a lot of research that's saying short form is becoming more popular than long form. Now, of course, if you dig into some of that research, long form videos, generally speaking, are 5, 10, 15, 20 minute instructional videos, similar to what Ken is doing in, in Orlando here. Um, you know uh, uh, videos where you're, where you're informing and, and, and giving it some education on a particular topic or in his case a particular market or something to that effect. That's a long-form video and typically those live on YouTube. But as I mentioned before lunch, Brittany Hodak suggested we take those long-form videos and chop them up into short-form videos. And short-form videos are anywhere from 60 seconds to two minutes, 60 seconds to two minutes. They could be as low as 30. Every platform has a different rule. And I didn't even put it in my notes here, but you can actually research and say, okay, what is the, 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 the number that you can't go over for Instagram, for Facebook? There's somewhere between 60 seconds and two minutes. And that's just taking snippets of cool parts of your long form video. So when you create one video, as she said yesterday in the VIP room, you can reproduce that in multiple different ways using short form. The nice thing is for those of you that are like, but I don't know how to do any of this stuff. The apps do it for you. I mean, Instagram and Facebook, you, literally you can trim the videos right there, right? It's pretty easy to do. Or as you've heard a few times now, you could always hire someone to help you with that. So point number 11 was become a master at short form and long form video. Point number 12, point number 12, get Google screened. Get Google screened. This actually relates more to digital marketing and there's an example of it. Get Google screened. Google is essentially taking a page out of Zillow's book now and they are starting to rank real estate agents based on reviews before they get to their sponsored ads. And so what's interesting about this particular concept is for years and years, you've heard of like pay-per-click advertising and so forth, when you would type in just using this as a for instance, real estate agent Plymouth MI, you would have all of the people that are buying that and it would say sponsored, 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 and then organic, which most of us are familiar with that process, it's been around for probably more than a decade. Well, today, Google has introduced, not today, but in the last year, they've introduced this new Google screened platform. And so now, ahead of the sponsored ads is the um, Google screened agents. And now, these particular leads right now are pretty cheap. You can put a little bit of money behind it. I asked our marketing gal, Alana, before we left for the trip about what are we averaging per lead on Google. She said, right now, $24.30 per lead. Now, whether you think that's a lot or a little, let me qualify this for you. $24.30 for someone who's gonna give me their name, phone number, and email address, and they searched for a real estate agent in Plymouth, Michigan? I'm sorry, but that's about the highest quality of lead you can buy. Why is that? Well, because they're not calling me or inquiring to find out whether the backyard is fenced. They are looking for a real estate agent to hire Think about the logic behind someone who types in real estate agent Plymouth, Michigan. What are they looking for? They're probably not looking for an answer to a question on a property. They're probably not looking for um, someone to, to show them a home you know, tomorrow because they've got 17 homes they want to see, or maybe they are. They're looking to hire someone, and in this case, a lot of seller leads. So I would recommend, how do we find out how to do this? Well, I don't know, just Google it. You'll figure it out. You don't need me to tell you that. But I would do some research and see what markets you serve and see who shows up and see how you could be listed on there. There is a bit of a process. There's a background check involved. uh, You have to share your your brokerage information, your E&O insurance. I mean, there is a little bit of a process there. But this is not going anywhere. And you're going to hear me talk in just a little bit when we get to... um, Uh, Online reviews the value in online reviews and you see there. I've got some work to do on Google Okay, let's go to number 13 number 13 on skill number three, which is social media and digital marketing Skill number 13 is managing it all through proper time management managing it all through proper time management This sounds so basic, and you're like, Jeff, okay, we've been coming to your events for a long time, or maybe it's your first time. I didn't sign up to be taught how to manage my time. Well, the reality is, the highest producers in the land have someone holding them accountable to managing their time. So, if you're of the mindset of, you know, I didn't get into this business to be held accountable to my time, well, then I would ask, are you happy with the income that you're making? And if the answer is yes, then cool, let's keep doing that. But nine out of 10 people that I would ask that question, the answer would probably be like, well, no, I'd like to make more. Well, then I'm going to say, let's take a look at your morning routine or let's take, show me a copy of your schedule. So in this particular case, when it comes to skill number three, social media and digital marketing, the reason why I put on here managing it all through proper time management is because when do most of us, And Don't answer out loud okay? because I don't want to embarrass you, but when do most of us do our social media? The answer is when we feel like it, when we think of it, when it just comes to mind. And all I'm asking is moving forward as part of your daily schedule, again, these are modern sales skills, right? We're not talking about the sales skills of the 80s or 90s or 2000s, early 2000s. Moving forward, you're going to have to put social media and digital marketing time into your schedule. Now, I'm not suggesting you do two hours a day like we recommend for prospecting and lead generation, but 30 minutes, 45 minutes, maybe 60 minutes if you're doing some minor video editing. This should be as part of your schedule. And if you're wondering, if you've been listening to the podcast for a long time or coming to our events for a while, if you're wondering, Jeff, where would you recommend I put this in my schedule? My recommendation would be is is that sometime in the afternoon. This is going to happen sometime after lunch, or by the way, it could be the last thing you do before you close up shop for the day. Right? You got your normal schedule, you got your normal routine, you got your lead generation, your lead follow-up, you're preparing, you're pre-qualifying, everything that you normally do. And then when you're done for the day, maybe it's after your last appointment or whatever, then you put this into your schedule. So what my ask of everyone in the audience is that when you're writing out your new daily schedule, you're including... Minimum of 30, probably no more than 60 minutes a day. Some days it might, might take you longer than that, but 30 to 60 minutes a day, specifically for social media advertising. It has to be scheduled. Okay. Let's turn to a clean sheet of paper or draw a line. We're going to go to skill number four. Skill number four. And we're going to get into database Building skills, database building skills. I was in a mastermind not long ago, and we were talking about this idea that business from our database is is tough to get today because there's so many options that the consumer have. You know, they can go to iBuyers, they can click around, and next thing you know, someone's sitting at their kitchen table, they can go to a discount broker, there's so many more options that their loyalty to us is being tested. In fact, I made a comment in Coffee with Coaches this morning, and I said, I want you to think of this question, what would you do if 50% of your database was gone, meaning... And the example I gave, one of our great coaches, JoLynn Mursica, she probably does 40 deals a year just from her database. And my question to JoLynn was, if that 40 became 20, what would you do? How would you make it up? How would you go get the other 20? And I think, because someone asked the question, it was a great question, one of our coaching clients asked the question of, what should we be concerned about not necessarily you know, this meta universe and all that, but more so in the next two, three years. What should we be most concerned about? And my response was you should be concerned about the loyalty of the consumers in your database to you as a real estate agent. So if I just behave every single day as if I'm going to lose 50% of my clients tomorrow, guess what's going to happen? That's gonna cause me to get into action and write out plans and ideas and strategies to add people to back into that list. The reason why I brought up this, this is the, the mastermind I was in not too long ago where everyone was kind of chattering and this and that. And, and I was thinking to myself, I didn't want to be rude and I'm glad I didn't raise my hand and, and kind of shout this out. But the reality is there is a solution and it's very simple. We don't have to complicate it. If you want to get more business from your database in an era where less people are loyal to us, less people in our database are loyal to us, then we have to do one of two things. Very simple concept here, guys. We either have to add more people to it on a regular basis and or add more value to the people that are already there. Plain and simple. Simple. You want to maintain or increase the business that you get from your database? The formula is that. You have to add more people to it and or, I would say and, simultaneously because that's what we do, simultaneously add more value. Think of other ways that you can create value because that will be tested. For those of you that were not at Coffee with Coaches, that was sort of like I think a light bulb or an aha moment for a lot of people in the room because it is the one thing that we should be paying close attention to. Constantly adding people to it. And then once they're there, thinking of ways to create better value for them. We'll talk about that in just a second. So I want to make sure, and these are under the five skills necessary for success. Database building, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six things I'm going to share on this. Moving forward in 2022, I want to make sure that you have, when you hear me say the term database, I want to make sure you understand that I'm referring to actually four databases in one. Now, for those of you that are at the tour, you remember this example, and no, I'm not going to go into a whole value proposition to our database, although I'm going to give you some information on where you can find it for those that want it. But I am going to, for those that were in the tour, I'm going to repeat this because it's so important, and for those that weren't at a tour stop this season, this will be the first time you might be hearing it. So in 2022 and maybe beyond for the foreseeable future, at least until we tell you otherwise, when we talk database, I want you to think of these four databases. So the first one, which most of you are familiar with, go ahead and write this down, please, is your past client sphere of influence database. And that's about as classic of a database as it gets. I mean, we don't have to spend a lot of time talking about what that is. Everyone in here has past clients and sphere of influence, unless you just got into the business in the last few weeks. The second database, and this is one that I'm going to put in a star next to, will be the difference maker in your business between where you're at today and getting business from your database and where you could be in three years from now. If you embrace this next database that I'm about to share with you and you add value to them you're gonna be in a position to replace whatever you lose because we have to assume we're going to lose some business from our database. We have to assume that up to 50% of the people in our database could go elsewhere in the next three to five years. And this database, which some of you have heard before, is called the Exchange Database. The Exchange Database. I promise you, if you spend the next couple years building this, We'll have a panel, actually, I cannot wait. And I know it's already brewing. I'm already hearing people have success with it. I know our team is having success with it. But I can't wait to have an exchange database panel up here of people that said kind of like William, oh yeah, I was at your event in in January of 2022 and you were talking about that exchange database and I took it to heart and here's what I did and here's how I got added value to them and here's how many transactions I closed from that group. Because this is a forgotten group in the industry too often. So what do I mean by exchanges? Let me give you the definition of it. The definition of, a con- of an exchange uh, contact is someone who you've had good exchanges with, someone who I've had good exchanges with, either over the phone, in person, or virtually. Someone that I've had good exchanges with, either over the phone, in person or virtually, that could refer or transact business with me. Someone that I've had good exchanges with, either over the phone, in person, or virtually. Now, virtually could mean through messenger, social media, email, whatever, or Zoom. Someone that I've had good exchanges with. What do I mean by exchange? Meaning positive responses, right? I'll use like the door knocking example. If I go knock on 30 doors this afternoon in Orlando, I'm gonna have at least one, maybe two people that are very positive. It's a very good interaction. And maybe I don't set an appointment with them or maybe they're not ready to list or sell their home in the next year. But when I ask the question, would you like me to keep you informed of what's taking place in your neighborhood as it relates to listings and sales? And they say, absolutely. That would be super helpful. By the way, where do you live, Jeff? Oh, I live right around the corner. Oh, oh, great. Where do your kids go to school? Where is, what is this? How long have you lived here? Da, 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 da. I have good, ex- that's a good exchange. If I knock on 30 doors and I have one of those, that's one opportunity to add someone to that database. And the reality is, so long as we're talking to 10, 15, 20 people per day, which I can tell you most of the agents on our team are talking between 10 and 20 a day. You heard Sean is making 20 to 25 contacts a day, but he's also selling 100 homes. Regardless, whether it's 10, 15, 25, you're gonna have at least one person per day, if you are really looking for it, that you have some good exchanges with back and forth. And when you ask the question, hey, would you like me to keep you informed of what's taking place in your neighborhood as far as listings and sales and and days on market and average sales price, And when they respond with, absolutely, Jeff, we'd love that. That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Your email is, I'm just flowing right into it, and your phone number is, by the way, there is actually a sales tip in there, if you will. Whenever you're asking someone for a commitment, you have to instantly go into whatever close it is, right? We talked about it with handling objections yesterday. After you handle objection, you instantly close. Because what happens is if you give them more time to think about what is taking place, they may change their mind. So let's just pretend for a second I'm standing at, at a, a potential seller's door and I'm doing just sold doors. I'm going around a listing that I just sold. And I tell them about, hi, I'm realtor Jeff Glover. I'm just stopping by because I just sold the home down the street from you. It had three bedrooms, two and a half baths. And we were listed at two ninety dollars and we sold for $700,000. No, I'm kidding. And we... <laughs> We know when one home sells, usually two or more come on the market right away. So I was wondering, when were you planning on moving? Well, we weren't planning on moving anytime soon. Well, I can certainly appreciate that. How long have you lived in the neighborhood? How did you happen to pick? I'm going through some just good rapport. Hey, they got the door open, I'm there. We're just gonna keep talking. I'm gonna keep this conversation going. No, Jeff, we're not gonna be moving anytime soon, but yeah, we, we appreciate you stopping by and letting us know. Sure, that sounds great. And let me ask you a question before I leave. I know your time's valuable. Would it be a value to you if I kept you informed of all the latest listings and sales in the neighborhood? That way you know exactly what's going on in terms of price per square foot and everything taking place. Would that be a value to you? Yeah, it certainly would. Ah, perfect. Your email is? Perfect. And your phone number is? Just go right into it. Okay, don't don't fudge around and say, oh, that'd be great. Hold on a second. What's the best number to reach you on? You lost them. You got to go right into it. It's got to be smooth. So now when I'm taking my exchanges, because I'm adding one person per day, which, by the way, if there's 250 or 260 working days a year times four years, I'm going to have 1,000 people in this group. 250 a year times four, 1,000 people. And by the way, your exchanges should be treated almost as good as your past clients in Sphere. Meaning, when I say almost as good, maybe you invite them to client events, but they're not part of your very important client Facebook group yet. Maybe you put them on your mailing campaign, but instead of six mailings a year, they only get three mailings a year. Or maybe you put them on your call list, like you call your database four times a year, they get one call per year. So you don't have to treat them as equal, but you definitely have to apply some value to this group. And next thing you know, two years from now, you get a call. Hey Jeff, you may not remember, but you were actually at my doorstep a couple years ago and you've been sending me mailings. I mean, I have this happen to me all the time now. You've invited us to your, your Detroit Tigers event downtown. I don't even know if you remember, but we had a good time, it's been so long ago, but we're actually ready to get our home on the market now. We'd love to have you come out and take a look at it. That was just from one contact that happened to end up on a, on a positive note. So my exchange database, that's number two. When I'm talking about database, moving forward, I want you to think of these four. My third database would be my social media database. Social media database. Now, although social media is a platform for exposure and marketing and impressions, it's also a database. We've talked about that, and we've beat that one up pretty good, up to 5,000 friends, you know how to get more followers, you know how to get people to follow you now. So when I think of social media as a database, I'm more so, aside from my 5,000 friends and increased followers and so forth, I'm also talking about your groups, your Facebook groups. Think of your Facebook group, whether it's a neighborhood one or a client group, because if, watch, if it's a client Facebook group, it's a database. So it would be that plus anyone that you're friends with or any followers that you have on Instagram. If you take the approach of social media is a database, then guess what'll happen? You're more likely then when you're at a closing to say, hey, would you mind sharing your Instagram handle with me? I'd love to follow you. And here's mine if you'd like to follow me back. Or hey, I'm gonna friend you on Facebook. Would you mind accepting my friend request? Well, why am I doing that at the closing? Because I know, watch this, at the end of the closing, we're going to be in the lobby, and I'm going to ask them to go live on Facebook with me. And guess what? I'm, this is good stuff, by the way, but it's nothing to sneeze at. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to ask. I always got to find a, I knew I'm running out of time, and I always have to find a way to fit that one in. So thank you for whoever sneezed. So I, ha, I, I know that when I am at a closing and getting them added as a friend, I'm doing that because I can immediately tag them when we go live on Facebook. And guess what happens when I tag them when we go live on Facebook? They, it is landing on their page as well. So for those of you, and I don't think there's too many of you in this room because you're all very smart, otherwise you wouldn't be here, but there's a handful of you in this room that are still having this kind of like crisis in your mind of, but I like to keep my personal stuff separate. I like to keep my, my I want to keep my business on my business and my personal on my personal. I promise you, if you hang on to that thought, you're gonna get left behind. Because you know what's gonna happen? Another agent in your market, or myself, or somebody else is gonna come along and all of a sudden do all this great creative on social media, do all these great live videos, have a great brand in a community and become known in a community. And they're gonna say, well, what happened to Jeff? I don't really see a lot from him, but I'm constantly seeing this Jessica girl. What happened to Jeff? (laughs) there you go I've heard them all by the way there you go I love it bring it there's more than I look good in pink thank you pink's my my second favorite color after blue but the reality is they're going to wonder what's going on because they're constantly seeing Jessica or Brent or whoever and they're not seeing my stuff why is this conversation important because watch, prior to social media, where did they see you? They saw your mailings, they saw your pop buys, maybe they got your emails, maybe they got your text messages, maybe you had some client events, maybe they got your phone calls, maybe, maybe you did a couple pop buys. Now where are they seeing the real estate agents? On social media. So if you're not embracing the idea that you actually should be adding every single... Now, and I'm not saying, listen, at the end of the day, I know one out of every 50 or 100 or 10 or whatever transactions does not go well. So there's some clients that you might not add, and that's okay. But the reality is every single transaction you should be adding your clients, whether it's right at the closing table or any other part in the transaction. The closing table is the easiest because you're already there. You got your phone out. They've got their phone. They're in a good mood, hopefully. In some cases, I know not. So use your right, you know, use the, the, the right timing of that. But you should be adding every single person you sell a house to. And then finally, the fourth database, the fourth database is going to be the prospects, prospects slash internet leads. Prospects slash internet leads also known as the leads that mostly populate into our CRM. So the Zillows, the Realtor.coms, the Googles, the, the, wherever you get, the pay-per-click, wherever you get your internet leads. Essentially, your cold leads. This is a database. And they're on drip campaigns and maybe you're sending them mailings or whatever you're doing or you're following up aggressively or following up um, you know, loosely or whatever. It's part of your database. And so by the way, where should we be spending You know, When we look at these four, by the way, most of your sellers are gonna come from here. Right now, and this will evolve, a lot of your buyers are gonna come from here. My recommendation is you just do all four. And you add value and you put energy around and you write plans when you're writing your database to add value to all four of those groups. So moving forward, 2022 and beyond, until it changes, when you hear database, I want you to think of those four. Now, for the sake of time, and because I've covered it in deep detail, I'm not going to go deep into our database value proposition, but I'm gonna give it to you. So if you wanna know, Jeff, what are you doing to add value to your database? Or I definitely wanna embrace this. If I wanna add a lot of value to my database, what should I do? Write this down. Search, summit, replay, in inner circle. Search Summit Replay in Inner Circle. It was January of 2020 in this same room when we had our Live Unreal Summit of 2020 before the pandemic. And we spent two and a half days, this was back before it was three and a half days, we spent two and a half days with interviews and panels and discussions and talks and me sharing tactics all Two and a half days were around adding value to your database and building a massive database. We made the decision in in June, or I'm sorry, in April of that year, in the middle of the pandemic, that we were not going to have a summer retreat. So instead, I shared all of that content to the inner circle. Now, that was the first and only time we've ever done that because it wouldn't be fair to you guys if after today we went out there and just shared everything in the inner circle. You paid a lot of money, you spent time. We did that because we had to cancel our summer retreat. And for those that remember 2020 for Glover U, we were like doing a video or two a week, it seemed. Actually, some of the weeks we were doing three. So if you want access to that and you want more detail on that, that's where you're going to find that. Point number two under database building skills. Point number two in person events with guests invited. One of the best things you can do to build a database is have in-person events that you're inviting your past clients, your sphere, your exchanges, and the best thing you can do is allow them to invite guests. Allow them to invite guests. Because when they invite guests you're going to have instant credibility with whoever it is that they invite. Now, if it's a, like for us, we do a Detroit Tigers opening day party, so that's kind of more of an adult thing. So we we send them four tickets, two for you and two for another couple. Last year, we did a, a Detroit Zoo event, and that was more of a family thing. So we sent them basically two passes, one for your family and one for another family that you'd like to invite. What we found is the people that they're inviting are their neighbors, They're their friends, they're their family members, who in most cases have never transacted business with us. But guess who they become, exchanges. And because they're now in our exchange database and they showed up to an event, they're now going to get value ads from us. So in one month, three months, 10 months, 15 months, whatever, they're more likely to reach out to us than maybe somebody else because of the value that we're providing. Do not have another in-person client event without allowing guests. Number three, in terms of building database building skills, you have to create and grow an agent to agent referral database. An agent to agent referral database. Some of you already do this. I never was a big fan of this one when I've heard it through the years because I live in Detroit. I mean. Who's moving to Detroit? I don't know. It's not like somebody wakes up and says, you know what? Before I die, I want to live right in Detroit. That's it. Just get me there first. Yep. We do. Christian, we love Detroit. I know. Most people who get a chance to visit end up loving it, too. It's underrated. But our agent-to-agent referral database, by the way, technically I could add a fifth. Right? Right? it could be number five, agent to agent referral. If you live in a community where there's a lot of transferring in and out, it should be your number five. In fact, let's just go ahead and write it in there now. Number five, agent to agent referral database. Because guess what, the agents that are having a lot of success with agent to agent referrals, they're following similar database models. Right? They're sending them gifts, or they're putting them on drip campaigns. I mean, it's almost no different. They're treating agents from around the Now, of course, the content's different. Right? You might not be sending them a market report of home sales in your market. You might, maybe you're going to send them you know, notes and things that you learned from the Glover U event. I know a lot of people do that, and that's fine. We don't mind you sharing your notes. But you have to add value to that group as well if you want to get more agent-to-agent referrals. If you want to get more agent to agent referrals, you also need to be active in the Facebook groups where a lot of the agent to agent referrals take place. And don't do the classic stuff that everyone else does when somebody says, oh I need an agent for Tampa, Florida and everyone's messaging and and DMing and commenting, pick me, pick me and it becomes this huge popularity contest, no, 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 no. You're going to copy and paste their first name and their last name into Google. You're going to pull up their website, you're going to click on their website. You're gonna search around, it should be pretty obvious, and you're gonna find their cell phone number and you're gonna find their email. You're gonna call them, you're gonna text them, and you're gonna email them. Hey, I saw you're looking for a listing agent in Tampa, Florida. I'm your gal, I'm your guy. While everyone else is sitting in their inbox unread, you know, the little circle that never fills in because you're not friends with them, it's going into their filtered messages, you're already on the phone with them. Wow, that was quick. I just posted that like 30 seconds ago, I know. I'm just displaying the level of follow-up, the same level of follow-up that I'll have with your clients. Now tell me, where where specifically in Tampa are they moving to? You're on the phone while everyone else is going and getting all their friends. Tag me, make sure you tag me, tag me. Use that approach in the Facebook groups moving forward. And add value to that group. Point number four, get active in your community and or charitable organizations to grow your database. Get active in your community and or charitable organizations to grow your database. It's amazing what happens when you start getting active in your community or in charitable organizations. In some cases, not all, they share their database with you. If you are willing to do something good for someone, if you're willing to help raise awareness, if you're willing to help raise money, next thing you know, they're sharing that with their circles. Hey, this this guy or this gal has done so much for our foundation, anyone who's thinking of listing or selling in this foundation, you better be using them. They do so much for us. That's number four, number five. Point number five, do an audit, do an audit of your value proposition to your database and give your database a facelift in 2022. Do an audit of your value proposition to your database and do a facelift your database in 2022. Do an audit, meaning when is the last time you updated your database database value proposition? You've been doing this thing where you pass out pumpkins for 10 years. How many people are showing up to get the pumpkins? You know, it's interesting you say that, Jeff. It's not as many as it used to. Ah, maybe we should pass out pies instead of pumpkins. I don't know. Evaluate what you're currently doing and look at the results you're getting from it. And don't just keep doing it because you see other people have success with it. Modify your value proposition based on what the consumer's needs are. Maybe take a look at what you're doing to add value and add some updates. Subtract some things that aren't cool anymore. And then finally, number six, crucial point. Make adding people daily a habit. You have to make a adding people daily a habit. Otherwise if you don't do anything consciously and you're only adding past clients, there's gonna be a situation three to five years from now where all of a sudden you've got a certain percentage of your database that was loyal to you that is no longer. And by the way, it partially is your fault because you're not adding enough value for them to stay loyal, but it's also give credit to whoever it is that's creating something, an iBuy or an app, an online thing, a click thing, a Facebook post, whatever, that got them away because that's what's gonna keep happening only more in the next few years. We have to make it a daily habit. You remember when I held up the planner, the bottom of every page, bottom of every page has add to database. It's a reminder every single day. Add to database, add to database. Okay, turn to a clean sheet of paper or turn, or draw a line, we're gonna go to skill number five. Skill number five. And I'm going to go through these rather quickly. Skill number five is today's lead generation skills. What do I mean by today's? What I mean by today's is remember the consumer behavior conversation we had, it seems like so long ago, but it was on Sunday morning when we were talking about why these five skills came about. When I say today's lead generation skills, we have to remember that the way consumers respond is different today than it was even a couple years ago. Now, we're getting some responses that are the same, there's no doubt, but I gave the contacts per hour example. Right, I gave the New Year's Day prospecting example. Some of my contacts came from over the phone, some of them came through text message, Right? We had a conversation up here on stage. You heard even Sean in his 25 contacts a day. Five or six of them come from text messages. So therefore, that's why we're saying today's lead generation. So I wrote down number one, point number one. Make a decision. Make a decision moving forward to have a personality-driven, comma, Make a decision moving forward to have a personality-driven comma, prospecting-based and marketing-enhanced lead generation strategy. Personality-driven. We added that. You've probably heard before, prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced. Or actually, years ago, they would say marketing-based, prospecting-enhanced. Well, we've always been prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced. Now... We are creating a personality-driven, prospecting-based and marketing-enhanced lead generation strategy. Should be no surprise to you that we added personality-driven based on everything we've talked about over the last two and a half days. Number two. By the way, I wrote down it starts with personality, but personality will only get us so far. Then we have to master prospecting, phone, door, email, DMs, SMS, leads, etc. All the while doing marketing all along. By the way, when I say marketing, it can be social, can be free stuff until the revenue is there to expand into mass advertising. Personality-driven, prospecting-based, marketing-enhanced lead generation strategy. Why personality? Because today, consumers are doing more research. Today, consumers are looking to check out our personality on social media because it's out there, and if it's not, you're missing opportunities. Number two, identify a new farm and implement hybrid farming. Most of you are familiar with that one. I've been talking about that for the last few years, but if you haven't done it yet, you should. Identify a new farm and implement hybrid farming. A new farm would be a new neighborhood that you're going to work. If you're not working one yet, start with your own so long as you're, you, you live in an area where homes or condos are for sale. What is hybrid farming? It's very simple. And by the way, you can Google search Jeff Glover hybrid farming. There's like a 45 minute video back you know, five years ago or whatever when I introduced it. Hybrid farming is essentially reaching out and adding value to a community one time per month for 12 months straight. Hybrid farming is identifying a community of 200 to 300 homes, reaching out and adding value for 12 months straight, knowing full well that you're not going to see any results the first nine to 10 months, because that's what ends up happening. Most agents quit after three or four or five or six even. Adding value, giving them information about what's selling in the neighborhood is a way you can add value. You can do it over the phone, you can do it at the door. Number three, under today's lead generation skills, Creating an iBuyer program. Creating your own iBuyer program. We already talked about why that's a big deal today. Fast cash guaranteed. Sellers are willing to take less because it happens quicker, it's guaranteed, it's safe, it's secure. By the way, we have an example of that of ours. I mentioned it in the breakout on day one if they wanna throw that on the screen. And we also had Ryan Young uh, up here from Cleveland the Upraise Offer slide. We've got a slide back there. I see it on my screen, so all they have to do is throw it up there. So we created a landing page on Wix, by the way. It's simple to do. I mean, Wix is like $99 a year. And we actually had so much success with it that we turned it into an app. So it's also an app on the phone. We had a breakout on day one about iBuyers, and if there's enough interest, we will reintroduce that again at the retreat in Traverse City. Because those aren't going anywhere. That's the iBuyer program. Number four, utilize text video campaigns. Utilize text video campaigns to your CRM, expires and for sale by owners. Utilize text video campaigns to your CRM, meaning you know, your database, right, the people in your database. Text video campaign to your database, expires and for sale by owners. If it's expired and for sale by owners and it's one-to-one, you're gonna customize it to them. And you know, in terms of getting additional contacts, I see a home that comes off the market, I'm gonna take out my phone, I'm gonna put it on selfie mode. Hi, this is realtor Jeff Glover, I just saw that your home on Banana Street just came off the market and I'm wondering if you're still accepting offers on this property. If you are, could you give me a call back? Click send. It's important that I use their street name. I have to personalize it so they know that it's not a mass text message. Well, Jeff, that looks like it's gonna take a lot of time. Well, if I want the listing bad enough, I'm gonna send that off. Because when I ask the question, I'm wondering if you're still accepting offers on your property, by the way, that's the same script to for sale by owners. They don't know whether I'm calling for a listing or not. They think it's possible that I am, they don't know. I could have a buyer, I'm not sure. I might have a buyer, I haven't seen the house yet. Number five, never a crowd favorite. Expand the size of your territory by at least 60 minutes. Expand the size of your territory by at least 60 minutes and the reason why I'm recommending this one is because if you can figure out a way to do this lead generation stuff, if you can figure out a way to master today's lead generation, well then guess what? You should be taking it to another market. You should be taking it to a market across town. I was in the, the, the city of Lakeland, Florida a few weeks ago. And, you know, there was some chatter about how agents from Tampa are coming in and taking their business. Or agents from Orlando are coming into town and taking their business. And I'm thinking to myself, you guys are in the middle. You should be going to their towns and taking their business. Well, Jeff, that's like a 45-minute drive. That's like an hour and a half drive with traffic. Don't you know the traffic out here? Okay, if I told you that I had a $9,000 commission check sitting at the front desk of a real estate office in Lakeland, Florida, for those that know where that's at, would you figure, and it's expiring today at five o'clock, would you figure out a way to get to Lakeland, Florida by five o'clock? Yes, I'll say yes, come on, yes. All of you would. So then why wouldn't we go take a listing in Lakeland? Well, it's a different MLS, so join the board. Yeah, but I don't know that market. You didn't know this market when you first started. Yeah, but my photographer doesn't go to Lakeland. Find a local one. Yeah, but my sign company doesn't go to Lakeland. Ship one via FedEx and they actually work a deal out with the, with, with the photographer to put it in the ground when they see it leaning against the garage. I mean, we have agents on our team that are driving two, three hours for listing appointments sometimes. Why? Because you can sell the entire state of Michigan with one real estate license. You can go to northern Michigan with all the gorgeous lake properties, or you can go to western Michigan. It doesn't matter. The license works across the whole state. And if you can make five, ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars on a couple hour drive and you only have to visit the house maybe once or twice at the most, because you might say, well, yeah, but you gotta go back for the closing, Jeff. You know, I can't make the Lakeland clients drive all the way to Orlando for the closing. Well, fine, then you go there twice. So now your $10,000 commission check is just two $5,000 commission checks, boo-hoo, right? <laughs> Expand the size of your territory. It's understood if you're an agent on our team, it's expected you're gonna be driving up to 90 minutes on an appointment on the regular we figured out a way to do massive lead generation. Number six, current client referrals. Current client referrals. This has been a big one, but a lot of you forgot to do this because you got busy with you know, whatever it is you're doing. Current client referrals. Current client referrals. And then I wrote underneath that, remember the honeymoon phase. Honeymoon phase. If you're at one of our tour stops, you remember this discussion. The honeymoon phase, when is that? Seven days after I take the listing, seven days after it goes pending, seven days after it closes. On the buy side, it's seven days after the buyer consultation. Why seven days after the buyer consultation? Well, they probably haven't written an offer yet and aren't mad at me, right? Why seven days after you take the listing? Well, we haven't had a chance to screw it up yet. Right, the co-op agents leaving the screen door open. I'll never forget. This happened about probably three and a half years ago now. I get a call from a co-op agent in Detroit showing one of my listings. Jeff, you're not going to believe this. I want to alert you of something, but don't call the seller. We think we can get this figured out. Okay, what's going on? Well, we were touring the home, and the, my buyer has their nine-year-old son here as well, and he left the screen door open, and now their cat is running around the backyard. And we're gonna work on getting this thing back in the house, but I wanted to give you just kind of an update on the situation. Don't call the sellers and alert them yet because we're pretty confident we're gonna get it back in. House had a fenced in yard, I wasn't too worried. I guess fences don't matter to cats probably though. So about 45 minutes later, I get a call back from the buyer's agent and the buyer's agent said, Jeff, good news, cat's back in the house, house is secure, we're all set, awesome. Five, ten minutes after that, I get a call from my client thinking, oh, they want feedback already, I'm sure, right? Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Jeff, um, we just wanted to call and let you know, I know we just had a showing here at the house, um, but there's a cat in our house and we don't own a cat. (laughs) This was a stray cat that just happened to be in the backyard that they thought was their cat now when i show homes i always check to see if there's a cat if there's a litter box i mean you got to be prepared for all this stuff (laughs) their confidence in me dropped at that point whether it was my fault or not and so therefore the chances of me getting referrals after seven days actually goes down seven days after i take the listing seven days after it goes pending seven days after it closes well jeff what do you say well i just We'll call them and say, hey, I just want to let you know your listing is now live on the market. I've sent you an email with all of the links to your listing, and your sign should be up any day now. And by the way, I'm always looking to pair up buyers with my sellers and sellers with my buyers. I'm a matchmaker when it comes to real estate. And I was wondering, who else do you know that's looking to get in on this great market? That's the reason for my call. I'm always looking to pair buyers with my sellers and sellers with my buyers. And I was wondering, who else do you know that's looking to get in on this great market? Seven days, seven days, seven days. The honeymoon phase, you're more likely to get them to say, it's funny you should say that because I just shared our listing on social media and -and so-and-so commented that they're looking to sell and they actually asked about you. Awesome. What's the best number to reach them on? Number seven, create an online review campaign. Create an online review campaign to pass clients. Many of you have heard of our five-star review program, so I'm not gonna spend a ton of time on it. We've had breakout sessions on it. You see it up there on the screen. You're receiving this email because you're one of our star clients. Thank you so much for not your business, but giving our agent such a great review. With this program, you have the opportunity to receive $75 to one of the below locations. I mean, look at that, $75. They can buy Applebee's, the, the whole restaurant dinner. It's great, it works out perfect, right? Now, some people say, do I have to pay 75? No, if you wanna do 25 or 50, you can, but we've beta tested all of this stuff. We get great results at 75 bucks. They leave us reviews, and you see, by the way, we use this same program with you guys, right? We're giving you 25 bucks to give us a great review. It works, you should do it with your clients. Now of course we want the reviews to be sincere and of course our clients give us sincere reviews as well but you see there in this email that goes out to them, we give them samples. So we give them a guide of what they could say or what other clients have said. And we ask for them to review us on Zillow, Google and Facebook. Because those are the three most popular. If you wanna jump to the next slide. Just go to the next slide, and you'll see our review program in a nutshell, and you can take a picture of that. There we go. Very simple. Five star, five steps. Compliment them. Reward them for participating. What is required? They've got to review us on three sites. They don't get paid. If they don't, make it easy. Provide the links, and then share with them examples. That's number seven. Number eight. Point number eight under today's lead generation strategies, complete a minimum of two hours, complete a minimum of two hours of prospecting per day, five days a week, and consider implementing a Saturday morning routine. Two hours a day, five days a week, and consider implementing a Saturday morning routine. This is something that I've been sharing more recently because a lot of real estate agents I've found have this attitude that they work, sa- I'll work a Saturday or I'll work a Sunday. But I never endorse working seven days a week, by the way. I'm more of a five and a half type. And that half would be Saturday morning or even maybe Saturday till two or three o'clock. But the mistake I think a lot of agents make is they take this approach of, yeah, I'm available for appointments on Saturday. You want to see some homes? That's great in the afternoon, but I'm going to have a designated schedule from 8.30 in the morning until noon on Saturday of exactly what my prospecting and lead follow-up routine looks like. My Saturday morning really should look no different than a Wednesday morning. Consider implementing a Saturday morning routine. And then the last thing I want to share on today's lead generation strategies is our current top sources of business. I'm going to share with you our top five sources of business today. Top five sources of business today. Number one is database. And by the way, five years ago, it wasn't even in the top five. Number two is going to be internet leads. That's your Zillow, that's your realtor.com, that's your pay-per-click. Internet leads. Number three is going to be for sale by owners and expireds for sale by owners and expireds. Number four is going to be mass marketing. Top source of business today, mass marketing. Billboards, radio, TV. You know, at one point in time, we almost went bankrupt with how much mass marketing we were doing and we dialed it back a ton. But we still do the right things in the right areas and it's our number four source of closings. And then number five is social media and digital marketing which it's my goal to get that into the top three within the next two years, because that's not going anywhere. In fact, it's getting bigger. And mass marketing will probably get lower for us, which is a good thing, because mass marketing is really expensive. Social media and digital marketing.
0: Thank you for taking your time to join Jeff today on the Live Unreal with Glover U podcast. To get started on having an unreal business, take the real estate self-assessment. After you complete the assessment, a member of Glover U will get on a call with you to create an action plan to improve your score. Go to www.gloveru.com self. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. Search for Live Unreal with Glover U on iTunes, Podbean, or Spotify, and subscribe today. Until next time.